I like to keep an eye on all my startups. Well, it's my startup you're building. Will you relax, Ned? So what's that over there then? Ah, uh, that's where the podcasting studio is. Actually, you should check it out. I'd love to get your opinion. Meet the Kennedys at Lassiter's, Paul at the Waterhole. A cup of tea at Harold Sonia's nursery for a stroll. It's time to neighbors. CJ, Kate and Bea. Let's get the neighbors. Hello, this is Neighbors, where the Neighbors Recap Podcast, and we overanalyze episodes of the Aussie Soap Neighbors. Because it's the best time you can have during a pandemic. I'm Vaya, and I can't suspend disbelief, which is great going into Soapland. I'm currently leasing a space at the Hive. I subscribed to Ned's Fandangle and got really a great deal, like next to nothing, to um, hire out the podcasting studio. So here we are. I've connected via the Hive to CJ, Catherine Jones, CJ the Hot Mess Mom. Hello. It's a good connection, isn't it? Yeah, it's great. I think the soundproofing's amazing. I hear mm. Kyle did a really good job of it. It's the sanding, I think, that really helped there. Yeah. And what do you think, Kate? Uh, Remude on Twitter is here. Hi, everybody. Um, just a question about the hive. Is yeah. it because it gives you hives? Or is that just bed bugs from the backpackers that they're trying to pass off as some sort of allergic response? Well, I'm actually wondering how well they've cleaned it since Paul turfed out all the backpackers. Well, Ned left a backpacker's brochure on the floor. I don't think he cleaned it at all. No, you know what, Kate? It's a hive because it's just like the middle of all the action. There's just buzzing and bees everywhere. Can't you feel it? I can I can hear the bees, but I don't, <laughs> they might be wasps. I'm not 100% sure. <laughs> well, it's launch. We'll talk about the launch in a moment. It's a hard launch. Oh. Although you wouldn't know it, but it was. <laughs> Big week for us in Melbourne because we're on the eve of finding out how the hell we're going to get out of lockdown and in what time frame. So I think we're all on the edge of our seats, like trying to get through tonight and tomorrow. So yeah, just ride the wave of our moods, gang. <laughs> Don't you think it's like a main event? We've got to pay six ninety nine for this. Like everyone's going to watch. It's going to be the highest rating show in Victorian history. Yeah, the 8 a.m. news conference. Yeah. Oh, 8 a.m. No, no, no. It'll be 11. I wonder if Channel 9's got an ad, you know, on a very special press release. <laughs> okay, we'll put that out of our heads. We do have some council business, though. Let's go for it. The business again. Friend of the pod, Sammy, posted, pray for me, guys, we're way behind. And she showed that she had 45 episodes of Neighbours to catch up on. So she's officially well behind the UK. And that smacks of someone who's got their freedom. Like, that's someone who's not locked down, who can frolic in the sunshine with their kids. Or work full time. <laughs> in the sunshine. <laughs> but... Alex uh, stated that the Neighbours Council should take disciplinary action against anyone falling so far behind. Tough love, which I noted. And yeah, Sammy, you're a disgrace. And when you hear this sometime next year, when you've caught up, um, <laughs> feel bad about yourself. I feel like I've fallen behind on pod admin, so I, I'm in no position to judge. I'd just like to point out that Sammy gave both Vera and I our most recent haircuts. So there's nothing malicious in that. It's just, it's just reality, Sam. Yeah, March actually, and it's still that's my pre-lockdown hair, and it's it served me well, still going strong. Oh, well, I got I got mine done in the little you know two weeks. There was two weeks where we thought it was going to be okay. Um, I got my hair done then, but now it's like half grey and half white. 
She'll be right. No, it's a trend. It's a trend. Look, no, neither of you have seen my partner's COVID beard. Okay, it's Ooh. a sad state of affairs. It looks like a cactus. It looks like Lucy Durack on The Masked Singer. His chin. He looks like cactits. Cactits. Talk about the big reveal on The Masked Singer because we th- we suspect Bonnie Anderson is the Bush Ranger on Australia's Masked Singer. They're currently under lockdown for the finale because of a COVID outbreak, but. The cactus was revealed on air this week and it was, of course, Lucy Durack, who is now Neighbours alum because she plays Rose Walker, Toadie's assistant. And the cactus just walked like her. I think she was actually one of the first guesses for the cactus, like from the panel on the show. And we call her cactus because the costume is endowed for (laughs) Lord knows what reason. So happy to claim her. And actually, speaking of COVID outbreaks, I've now noticed on screen on Neighbours that there are signs of the pandemic. And the most glaring one, like we've mentioned Carl sanitising in the waterhole and now Jane's been sanitising in Harold's. I saw a big fat sign on the entrance of Erinsborough Hospital saying coronavirus alert, stop, and a list of instructions. I kind of like that they're just, they're like people that it's not impacting. <laughs> Isn't that nice to think that? They're like Queenslanders. Yeah. <laughs> I think that they're living under the dome. And the hospital's slightly outside the dome. So once they're there, they're they're like, this is an infection zone. And also imagine if you lived on Ramsey Street because, like, you know, we've all gotten closer with our neighbours in this time. Imagine if you already lived on Ramsey Street. It would be like being in a normal situation. You'd just be out the front hosing your yard talking to Sheila, you know? Yeah. Did you guys notice? I think one of the Ambos had a mask on too. Oh, I didn't. But someone on Twitter, Artie Sparrow, pointed out that Rebecca Law's been getting coffee and takeaway cups, not keep cups, which reflects the current time because a lot of cafes aren't accepting people's keep cups for hygiene reasons. Oh, wait, just wait till Mackenzie starts her beef with Harold's. She'll just <laughs> well and truly bite the hand that, that feeds her there. Yeah. Now... I think we've got some patron news, don't we? Oh, we are hemorrhaging patron news. Patreon has exploded. Patreon.com slash neighbourspod. Basically, it's my current source of income because the rest of everything else is shut down. So I'm very, very appreciative. It helps keep, you know, our audio server paid and our hive higher fee and things like that. And I had a tier, top tier, uh, Ned Willis bum cake. Mm, mm. And it's been claimed. Tom, friend of the pod. We've had uh, Chloe Hito's with Tom. He ties one on and he's put his hard earned towards a photo of me sitting on a cake. Nice. Do you know any information yet? He he would like to go traditional and follow the Ned's artistic vision with a mm-hmm. classic sponge. Now, we might have to wait for lockdown because I don't think I trust KB to take this photo. I think I need to get his sister in who's got a keen photographic eye. No, you've got to get friend of the pod. Who? Adam. Adam Richard? Yeah. Oh. Okay, explain why. So he takes the best photos of Maya. They're always like artistic shots. And he explains it. He goes, because I don't love you. Yeah. Um, he, say, he says, because I'm not your partner. I, I, I see your flaws and I f- make sure to... Mask them. Um, keep them out of mm. the photo. Yeah, whereas your partner loves you despite your flaws and he keeps them in the photo. He's like, oh, look at the way her hair goes there. It's beautiful. But Adam's like, no, move it away. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but he's in Sydney. But I can't get him. The borders are closed. <laughs> You're going to have to do a Zoom with him and pose. Yeah. For the, for the webcam. Well, can I suggest another friend of the pod, Ben Hall? <laughs> you can suggest. I mean, he's the, the photographer of the 
original shot. You can suggest that till the cows come home, but it's not happening. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, it's going to have to probably be my sister-in-law. She took photos of the baby and they turned out gorgeous. So Okay, and she loves the baby, so she must be a great photographer. So you've mentioned The Hive and Patreon. I was thinking... There's been some talk this week. There's some stuff we're going to talk about with Ned and his stalker. But I'm wondering if the podcast studio is just a bit of a tip that actually the stalker's Vaya. Look, I would, I'd, I'd pay that. Yeah. I'd say, yeah, that's an own. You owned me and I'll take that. I'll wear that. Can you imagine? Like, remember how you were going to be Teresa's assistant? Maybe this is your role. Yeah. Freya. Freya. <laughs> <laughs> but we've got a theory. We'll get to that theory in a second. It's CJ's theory. and But first, I've got actual thank yous because Patreon has exploded. We're now at 90 patrons. So I've got to thank Gemma, Rebecca, Kelly, Joanna, and Maria. Maria's my mum, so that'll be a fun day when she gets that photo. And you know how we initially said well, when we get to 100 patrons, we'll put on the neighbours night. Well, now no one can go anywhere. But what we can do is we can do an online neighbours night and then everyone can come. Yes. That's a good idea. So, ten more patrons. Let's make it happen, and we'll make it so that yes. any everyone in the everyone can access the stream. Yeah, but but it's because of you it happened. Thank you. Yeah, exactly. I like our model of patrons um, provide joy for all. They're like the shareholders. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is business. It's not personal. So that's business. Now, poor Sage Stradamus had a glimpse into the future. But she didn't share it on air. She just privately messaged it to me and Kate. I do things like that, don't I? I feel like I've done it before, but maybe not been right. And what's your theory, CJ? So I thought when the initial stalker was starting up, so I think it was just after the first weird thing that happened. So after that cake photo and then maybe they got a he got a follow-up message or something. Mm. And I said, maybe it's Christy Whelan Brown. Scarborough, Scarlet Brady, mm. the cheese knife wielding. Um, I can't think of anything to describe her that's not a mental health slur. Um, colourful personality of the street. Yes. <laughs> yeah, R- wronged woman. Yes, <laughs> yeah, yes. In a in a wedding dress, because we haven't really heard about her, and it's just unfolding now. And neighbours have announced that she's coming back on. Yes, and I feel like that's not a spoiler. If it comes from the official press release channels, it's not. I don't count that as a spoiler. It's not. It's neighbours have spoiled it, not us. But it didn't happen as quickly as I thought. So then I started wondering if maybe it's not her, but he has like PTSD memories, Ooh. or something. But I don't know. Now that they've announced that she's coming back on, I think it's pretty definite. And Sarah in the council um, predicted this too, but CJ got in first. Because a lot of people are now theorising on Twitter that it might be Scarborough, but CJ beat them all. She just didn't do it publicly. Yeah, no. It's okay. I don't need the glory, guys. (laughs) Kimmy and Kate are like, give me the glory. (laughs) I've got it anyway, like underhandedly. (laughs) So that's fine. So Ned's big fan is called scavenger underscore king 35. Scavenger. (gasps) Scarborough. See, that, like, as a dyslexic person, I didn't pick that up at all. Well done. <laughs> his other, he's also been messaged by Art Lover 2 I love Art Lover's name. It's so pure. Just in case he was confused whether what he's doing is art, yeah. he's got, no, one of, his pa- one of his subscribers is an art lover. Yep. 
Um, Miss underscore aesthetic 1292. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and light darkness. I love all of those people. Mm. And his name, of course, is NDW, Mr. Anonymity. Just his, all his, his initials. He's very dim, isn't he? I Okay, we're going to kick off, by the way, the um, shallow paddle across the week of August 31, first week of September. And the storyline from this week I'm going to save for patrons to exclusively hear is Hot Mess Karaoke, which is probably my favourite segment of the whole week. We're going to talk about it on Patreon. But first, okay, so I really enjoyed a lot of the lighthearted moments this week and one of them came when two characters were forced to have a phone call because of not everyone's in scenes together. So Carl rings Ned. He sent across some... Headshots. Over-the-top photos of himself. Yeah, headshots. And the way he answered the phone, it was like, yeah, Ned, it's Carl. Kennedy. (laughs) (laughs) Do you think he's ever rang him before? Well, I thought about that, but then I remembered Ned dated his niece. Oh, yeah. Look, it's classic boomer, though, to um, have a phone call rather than a text. Yeah, like I dropped off the photos because he wants Ned to paint him in a flattering light for this exhibit. But also, you mentioned earlier, Vaya, that there's signs of COVID. So now what you would do if you wanted to drop something at your neighbours, you'd go and put it there and you wouldn't like ring the bell and you'd just leave and then you'd tell them later or something. And also I noticed um, when Carl met Rose in the cafe, they didn't shake hands. It's like, hi, I'm Carl. Nice to meet you. It was just a hello wave. That Yeah, they didn't. Later on when um, Hendrix congratulated Chloe and he just kind of stood awkwardly going, oh, I'm wrapped. Oh. <laughs> but I actually noticed that too with the no handshake, no kiss on the cheek because I, I thought to myself, imagine if they did how weird that would feel now. Super weird. Like to see that on TV. It would feel really weird knowing mm. that it was shot under these guidelines. You know what I mean? So... Ned's big opening at the Hive. Now, firstly, there's been a big decor upheaval in the Tanakh Packers. Kate, I'll, I'll get you to speak to that for a moment. Yeah, the IKEA expedite is nowhere to be seen. It's it's well, it survived the crash, and where is it now? I thought it was still there. They just put a lick of paint on it. There's a big white cube shelving unit oh, in there. I didn't pick up on that. And it's a it's, you probably blocked it out because it's covered in um black wire Kmart baskets. Oh. Yeah, look, it was just uninspiring. Look, it was a big open space, which works for a gallery, which which is good. Opening nights for exhibitions, people will be milling around. Yeah, that, that space works. The, the strange thing was is that there were two strangers there, plus um, Paul Robinson, and Ned's just sticking around on his computer trying to send an email. And a few times during this episode, I was thinking, oh, just, you know, ch- chill out, Paul. But he kind of had a point that Ned was ignoring the only two people we've never met before just so he could dick around on his computer like like he would do all the time at home. Yeah. Ned, what are you doing? The doors are open. You should be attending to your clients' needs. I am. I'm responding to emails from potential clients. <laughs> and in the meantime, you have real customers waiting there in person. Yeah, we'll get to them in a second. They will be gone in a second. Now, now, I don't know what it is with this computer of yours today, but you are the face of the Erinsborough Hive. Yeah, Paul does obviously irk me when he's in terrier mode, like gnawing at Ned's ankles, like, go and talk to that person, go and make a sale, this is your business, stop ignoring him. But yeah, I do hate that when I agree that he has a point. It's one of the hardest things at work is to explain to a colleague or um, someone with, that you're working with how to be just better. <laughs> like, it's it's really hard to be like, oh, could you... Could you do this better? Like, it's bad. And Ned seems to be completely vacant in regard to any of the ideas he had. Remember, he did a business plan for like a good week. 
he had ideas about this place. And then he got into Fandangle and seriously, he's he's full of himself now and that's it. He's not he's not paying he should be putting those two people into his sales funnel and he's not. They're leads. What I don't get with Ned is that he's not getting anyone else in until after he's had ex- his exhibition. Is that right? I don't know because he, he's made some bookings in the little cubicles, probably just me for podcasting space, but like he said he's got some bookings of people, artists hiring out the hub. I thought the whole point of it was that it was meant to be like an artist studio space and generally artist studios have long-term artists in these studios, not just kind of like some sort of hot desking arrangement. <laughs> But he's, he wanted to have the, the exhibition first and he hasn't painted any of the portraits yet. Is he just going to whip up one a day? Yeah, apparently. He's doing Yashvi towards the end of the week. He's got, he's got the grid up on her face as well. But again, he loves her too much. He'll paint all her flaws in. There isn't many though. <laughs> or one of them. <laughs> yeah. I, um, for a couple of years in a row, I went on this really amazing artist studios t- walking tour in Brunswick. There's like the their most amazing ones just hidden in like weird looking um warehouses in kind of back streets. And there was one that was like literally like it looked like a fire hazard. There were so many little partition spaces set up there. But I can only imagine that they are making an absolute shit ton out of rent for all these places. And it would be such an inspiring community to be in, because you'd be like oh, you know, I'm at a bit of a loose end. I'll walk around and see what my mates are doing. And then suddenly you'd come back and you'd be like, yeah, I'm actually going to do something now. And yeah, um, mm. Ned, Ned's not an artist. <laughs> no. Really? I mean, what is art, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't know anything about it, but I know when I like it. And <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and say he's not. <laughs> But if you're going to set up a studio space, do you reckon you might go and look at other kind of your competitors to see how they do it? And you go, yeah. oh, I'll probably need a fair bit of plumbing set up so people can, you know, wash whatever they're doing. Yeah, and wash the cake off their bum too. Um, <laughs> the other thing is is that this reeks of just a thing he heard about on Instagram. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I okay, and look, when you, earlier you used the word dim, CJ and I, look, I I'll I'm, you know, I'm a fandangle, but I will admit when the man is What did your dad you, you Kate you tweeted your dad said an expression the other day. Oh, one of my dad's favorite insults is, oh, he's not one of life's winners. Mm. Yeah, so Ned wasn't one of life's winners this week cuz he has gone ahead and taken the plunge and recorded himself in his birthday suit for the stalker fan he's hanging out with his wang out Hmm. yeah and he didn't check the background when he uploaded it rookie did not learn from his former mistake when he had the phantom bum and he uploaded that photo this time he didn't see the phantom brochures in the background declaring that he was at the errands for backpackers because paul cleaned the place out so fast he just left debris lying around marketing materials so he hasn't even vacuumed there you reckon he could borrow the vacuum from Teraja's house, go around, I don't know, just get a, the odd 500 backpacker pubes up off the floor. and <laughs> um, Yeah, but oh, I can't even imagine. Imagine walking barefoot through that room. Oh, it wouldn't be grounding. Probably get like he- hepatitis and tetanus at the oh. same time. Um, he's a bit boomer in the way that he uploads things without proofreading them. He's like... He's, he's not about the details, our Ned, is he? Yeah, he, he, like get an app, mate. And he, like your phone comes with like GarageBand, like iMovie. You just trim just trim it. Zoom in. Zoom in on the good stuff and mm, don't be leaving brochures in. That's what people are paying for, the zoom yeah. in. 
So he now has a safety concern because this person's going to rock up. And he hasn't told Yashvi, obviously. I think he would have. This is actually a bit unfortunate because he he did this photo and then she came to the backpackers and said, oh, my God, my dad's a drug addict. And he's like, oh, I can't be like, oh, look, I just post. Like <laughs> imagine how inappropriate that would be. Look, my I reckon if Yashvi gets the ass from a job, much like one of the Instagrammers I follow, um, who is a Melbourne sex worker who's turned to OnlyFans in times of COVID, and her husband's her photographer. So Ned should just sell his nude pics and get Yashvi to set up the shots. And I, I bet she, she's got an eye for detail. But that was your cue. That was his cue. She's like, oh, I really need all the honesty in my life. And he should have said, well, let's have a chat. But he didn't. She goes, Ned, Ned, there's a can of Glen 20 behind you. Come on, we've got to move it. It's, it's, it's getting people out of the moment. Also, she's got a detective mind. Yeah. So she'd always be on those kind of facts. Like, she has mine like Kate's. Yeah. <laughs> Give me a geographic detail hmm. and I'll go, hmm, now where's the shadow forming from there? Okay, well, so that direction's north and then, then I work backwards from there. Kate would have been round after the first cake photo, really. <laughs> she would have known exactly where no, it was. I wouldn't have even bothered. If I'd looked at his profile and saw he was doing black and white photos of his hand, I thought, no, there's nothing in it for me, really. <laughs> So that's launched. We're away and Paul actually congratulated Ned on all the hard work he'd done. After he was put through 10, 15 minutes of hearing about wood from Kyle. In the podcasting (laughs) studio. (laughs) It was my favourite moment because Kyle knew how ridiculous he was, but he just, he couldn't stop. That was Tuesday, Monday, Tuesday. I really, there was some comedy gold in those two eps. The other piece of comedy gold is for Patreon. Now... Baby news at Castle Grayson. It's a boy and it's a low risk for Huntington's. Isn't that lovely? Well, it would be good news if Chloe was 100% on board, which it doesn't seem like she is. Mm. But it's not like neighbours were ever going to abort this child anyway. I feel like this is as close as they've ever come, talking about it like it's a maybe baby. It's the it's the weeks of speed and abortion. Yeah. Yeah, wow. Ripping all the band-aids off at once, neighbours. Jesus. Actually, was it was it this week, Vaya, that we were having a um, discussion on Twitter with somebody who thought Neighbours was still super bland and we're like, no way, man. It's got some really heavy storylines right now. Oh, that was weird. I felt like I was in rehab with Shane in that conversation. <laughs> it was one of Dave Graney's mates on Twitter. Yeah, and Dave was on our side as well. And yeah, yeah. anyway. He, he wanted to get stuck into the Shane storyline and really nut it out. We might have to have him on the pod, actually, because he has some, that would be great. some thoughts. And then one of his friends weighed in and was just like, who watches Neighbours? And you're like, you know what? <laughs> you know what? Thinking of Sammy up there with her 47 episodes or whatever, think of all of the things that have happened in those 47 episodes. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's, it's, it's not like watching with your kids stuff anymore, is it? No. But the other thing that's come up at Castle Grayson is Nicolette, her crush has exploded out of her and she can contain it no longer because now that the baby is confirmed – She's like, well, that's it. That's the death knell on my little crush here. So I can't work for these guys anymore. I'm going to quit. And then Chloe confronts her on that and then she blurts out that she's in love with her. And did you hear that noise in the distance? No. No? That's the noise of Nicolette assuming the saddest bitch (laughs) in Erinsborough. It is a very subtle noise. (laughs) The saddest bitch in Erinsborough. Just wants to love and be loved. 
in return. <laughs> Welcome back to the podcast. The um, regal title, SBIE. I was worried that Jane would take it, but I, I guess it's it's passed to the younger generation now, isn't it? Mm, yeah. Yeah, it skipped her. She's a joy at the moment, Jane. We love her. Yeah. But equally, Nicolette is probably the rudest character we've had on Neighbours since Angela Lane. So, yeah, a little sourpuss teenager she would have been. Sourpuss is the perfect descriptor for her. Opposite, polar opposite, is our sweet lass, Rose, Lucy Durack, over in Rebecca Law. She, I've been really worried because they've been playing the sinister music anytime she's up to something. And my KB walks into the room when she's on and he just shakes his fist and goes, Durak! <laughs> um, and I've been nervous that she's going to be revealed as this supervillain. But we, in actuality, what happened is she seemed to have quite a plausible reason for why she was sniffing around the office. Well, you've reached out to Beck. Yeah, our legal eagle friend. Mm. And plausible sort of, right? Well, in I was relieved because she wasn't trying to get information on Toadie to swindle him, like or fleece him for all he's worth. Mm. She just wants to settle a messy divorce. Yeah. And what's sad is that she's not being represented properly herself. And so she's doing the wrong thing by Toadie a little bit to protect herself, which you can't help but decide on that. So she's found this file on like Anaconda trading. Mm. My Anaconda don't want mm. buns. But she's got some. So. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And it's supposed to be this fake company that her husband's funneling his finances into. Right, because he's moving all the money away so that she doesn't get any of it. And he's got the children. And he won't let her see the children, which, okay, we need to hear from Beck because there's a lot going on here legally. Hi friends, Legal Eagle back here. <sighs> Neighbours writers, give me a call. I can help you out, get you some facts, where to start. Firstly, I don't understand how Toadie operates a productive office without his PA able to access all of the documents on his files. Actually, I think I just answered my own question there. He would be useless more than usual in ISO working time. Secondly... Uh, one of the basic requirements in a divorce negotiation is that both parties have to provide each other with all their financial information, even if they don't want to, and we can issue subpoenas and those sorts of things. So it seems to me quite extreme that Rose would have to get a job at her ex-husband's lawyer's office just to get the information she wants. If she's correct that she helped him with his business, then she should know even more and thirdly she says that she's not seeing her children at all if she has no money um as I always say kids aren't like foxtel you don't get more if you pay more so if she's not seeing her children I suspect there's a big issue I may be looking too deep into this but I suspect that she may not be telling the truth and she might be in Toadie's office for something altogether maybe something day related who knows stay safe friends if she doesn't have money to raise the kids, he's got to provide money. No, it's terrible. Plus, she's a sassy lady who can get herself work in a snatch. Yeah. If she needs to. So, you know, she, she, she's she got a job now. So the whole money part's not even relevant anymore. Like, it's just, it's so inappropriate and wrong. Has she, has she heard a fandangle? <laughs> yeah, she should get an account. Imagine she could dress up in her wicked clothes and get, make a real killing, I'm sure. Well, what was she wearing on um, earlier in the week, CJ? <gasps> 
Oh, my God. <laughs> she wore a red and black outfit and then she wore a red outfit. So she's just like carrying this bombers thing through and through. I love it. Which comforted me because I'm like, okay, well, she's genuinely a bombers fan. It's not a lie to Toadie. She's the bombers fan, don't you forget. Yeah. <laughs> and there was a sweet moment in the cafe where Carl met her and straight away started nudging Toadie like, oh, she's nice. She's nice. And then Toadie shut it down like that's unprofessional. Like I can't go there. I'm her boss. Which I appreciate you for, Toadie. Yeah, but so is all of these ridiculous prank jokes. They're, they're not appropriate for a constant in a legal office, I doubt. Yeah, Rose has unearthed herself as a bit of a prankster. Whoopi cushion style. Like Ashton Kutcher's about to pop out. She's doing <laughs> like practical jokes to Toadie. What was that show called? Uh, punked. Punked. <laughs> you just never know when things might just pop up and surprise you. Hmm. Yeah. Well, let's hope. I just, I wasn't sh- I wasn't sure if I should have bought the prank with you being so bummed. Rose Walker, I will never turn down a whoopee cushion prank. You, my dear, are a breath of fresh air. (laughs) This is weird. Don't you think this is really weird? Yeah. 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 (laughs) (laughs) Okay, all right. I'm just putting it out there because, you know, like I've worked in a number of different kind of office situations and I've never found a situation where that would be appropriate, like until you've gotten to know someone really well, which would be hilarious. But in your first few days of working there, you think she'd be scared of getting fired. Yeah. And, you know, so that after the first prank, Toadie says, can you come down here and can you sit down for a minute, which sounded like the start of a porn film. But anyway, she (laughs) says, okay. And he goes, we need to have a talk. And she said, as long as it's not the talk. Oh, that's not appropriate language for the office either. Oh, I thought he was impl- she was implying that he was about to fire her. No, I thought she meant the birds and the bees talk. Yeah. Oh, okay. No, I, I just read it as, as long as you're not just not about to fire me. Which, I mean, look, it could have been both of them, but both of them, it just doesn't seem like the correct answer. Okay, no worries. Let's have a chat. <laughs> Seems like. Unless, okay, I reckon, because she's Googled him to know that he's looking after her husband's account. But also I think she Googled him and stumbled across some old articles about the lawman wrestling so she thought okay this guy's up for a bit of a lark also don't you think that toady strikes you as somebody who's got um like a completely open facebook profile without realizing yeah oh but yeah so he would have been in like daily mail articles for his wife coming back from the dead (laughs) (laughs) Uh, and then and then sexually assaulting him but actually it was an evil twin speaking of evil twin i just remembered that i think my theory is that scarlet's going to come back as her triplet sister because remember there was a news (gasps) news article when her family died, and it was like the Brady triplets. It was like Stella, Scarlett, and Samuel. Oh, how wonderful. Because oh. then she could be nice. Anyway, that's just my wish list. Hang on, speaking of evil twins, apparently Home and Away is getting a twin storyline. Lucky oh, Dado's died, and now he's back. <laughs> oh. Is there a Dado on that show at the moment? No, who knew? They could have gotten all the, they could have gotten a couple of Dados back for that. Yeah. I had to do so much Googling because I know nothing about Home and Away, but I was like, hang on, twin storyline ripped from Erinsborough. Yeah, I'm proud of you for just doing doing that digging. Yeah, the recon. I know. I felt nauseous. <laughs> Are there any river boys anymore? <laughs> well, yeah. I think there's probably a little trickle, trickle of river boy left. Getting a couple of tadpoles. Ah, from Neighbours again. But now who holds this information? Because Hendrix comes in to the office for whatever reason that was convenient and busts her snooping because he is entitled and goes wherever he wants at any time that is why and he uses the information to get her to slip him Mackenzie's speech and why is Mackenzie giving a speech 
Oh. Well, oh, because she's running to be the youth, repre- youth representative for the council, like the Erinsborough Council. Yeah, which is seems to be requiring as much effort as the US election. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's, they're in the primaries at the moment and yeah. then they're going to move forward through to the whatever else they have over there. Can, can I just give you my reaction to this? Oh, my God, who the hell cares? <laughs> Anita on Twitter says, I just don't remember anything in high school being as intense as this election. Girls, focus on your year 12. Don't get into this bullshit, this unpaid volunteer council position. How about you try and get into your bloody law degrees first? You know what, weirdly, I wouldn't even think that this this would be my part of the conversation, but I ran for school president. What did you? And I um, was on a committee at the council called the Freezer Committee. It was like youth for music events. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Huh. That sounds familiar. The Freezer Festival with an A, with an A at the end. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. There were stickers that, like bumper stickers. You can probably I mean, saw you them. You kind of fit the profile, pink-haired lady. Yeah, I guess. But you weren't pink then. No, you? I wasn't. But I did wear a Frenchie from Grace wig on my last day of school. Oh, awesome. Do you still have it? No, no. Um, but I did not win school president. I would like to point out. I only ran That's for a shame. it. So I guess I'm like the Harlow. Maybe I don't know. <laughs> But that's the sort of thing they, you know, sort out probably in the last few weeks of the preceding year. Yeah, yeah. It was a year 11 thing going into year 12. Well, we're actually, we're getting quite towards the pointy end of year 12, which is why these kids should be hitting the books. Mm. They should be on Zoom calls, really, getting things done. It was interesting that they they were Zooming their speeches for this election. That was never really explained, was it? Well, I mean, Mackenzie's got the ability to, to get thousands and thousands of people watching her live events, so why wouldn't she? Who are these poor entertainment-starved kids? Like, guys, get onto Netflix. Get onto bloody Fandangle. Oh. Surely there's more interesting <laughs> things in your life. Get onto Fandangle and go look at Ned's dangle. There's like six kids running, by the way, for this position. And I don't understand why it's only Erinsborough High kids. That's not fair. I think they must be the only school in the um, like area or something. It makes sense why they all go there, right? No, you know why? Because the Eden Hills grammar kids are actually studying for their exams. Mm. Oh, yeah, because they're going to go to university for the full three to four years. Why is this an election and not a job interview? We Well, Kate asked us during the week, why does this storyline exist? And, C- and CJ and I had one answer. Yeah, so Paul could wear that apron. That said? Oh, it said vote for Harlow in that text. That Yeah, vote for Pedro. Text. Yeah, text. <laughs> Um, and he did a fry up for her, bunning sausage sizzle style. That's right. And when my husband was at university, he was activities officer, and that was basically what he did yeah. the entire year. Yeah, and that's what he still does now. Both your husbands love to man a sausage sizzle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Grill a snag. Yeah, <laughs> but it was beautiful. And Hendrix and Paul, they fell in love this week. I loved it. It's a little bit strange that the women can't handle any of their own political affairs and that Richie, Paul and Hendrix are just interfering left, right and centre. I don't, like, Hendrix though, did he have any forethought about, you know, stealing this speech? It was obviously going to come out pretty quickly that it wasn't an original speech. No. You know what? It was a 30 second payoff. He doesn't care. He only cares about winning. So she gives the speech and then Mackenzie can't give that carbon copy speech and then riffs and does this heartfelt off the cuff winning the hearts and minds sort of thing. But also now the girls are feuding because people have been sabotaging the campaign. Like someone, Gossip Girl is in town. Yeah, Gossip Girl, I'm (laughs) loving her. And Lacey. Yeah, what a name too for Gossip Girl. 
Yeah, it's Angela Lane's daughter and she is getting all the scoops on the dirty political campaign. So I guess we're going to talk about it later in the week, but she might have cause for a lawyer soon. Mm. So is she going to go to Toadie and then Angela Lane's going to come in? Oh, and then we get wicked. (laughs) So Lacey is simultaneously screwing up this election and also dealing drugs. Is that what? Yeah, she's a small business owner. Mm, entrepreneur. O- entrepreneur. Mm. <laughs> yeah. I love this kid. She reminds me of um, Josie, Callum's go- ex-girlfriend, Josie. I'm quite proud of Lacey because she's running the school blog. She's got her Gossip Girl duties and she's selling drugs and she's presumably studying for year 12. Like, she's managing it all. She might even have a Fandangle account. So now this ties in with the big cops storyline of the week. Defund errands were police because Sergeant Stoney Rebecca look alike. Sergeant competent. <laughs> well, he's why? the most competent cop that has been in that station. And look, sure, he's a little bit bent, <laughs> but th- things are actually getting done and there's not weird kind of vigilante justice going on, really. like He just wants to focus on his side hustle. Remember Mark Brennan? Just he'd have a... He'd get the shits with someone and then he'd just kind of harass them using his badge for ages. Mm. This guy, and he looks like, so presumably he's like, he's a sergeant or a detective. He's never in uniform. Yeah, he's a sergeant. Right? Unless he's wearing one. Yeah, he's the sergeant. And so we know that his wife is shonky because she tries to get free things. And we know that he's shonky. And I don't know. I think he does look like a Rebecca, but he's a bit hotter. And now he's pulled Yashvi off the case and suspended her. Um, because she's been digging around and getting too close. She's been disobeying direct orders. Yeah, it's true. It's true. Even though those orders are shonky, they are orders from her superior, right? And she's been in the job for, what, six weeks and she can't even do that. Like, she needs a big kick up the ass. Uh, she is quite representative of the, at least the stereotype of her age group. Like, whether mm. it's true or not, she's quite representative of that stereotype. I'm not sure yes. if it's true. I wonder how many recruits there are that are 18 because it feels like if she had some maturity of like having worked in even a shop or an office or something where you are someone else's shit kicker, then once you get to a professional job like that, you'd be like, all right, well, I want to get my paycheck at the end of the week. I just follow some orders here. Yeah. Just go and do your breathalyzers, you know, some speeding fines. Yeah. Work the bait and go home. Mm. You know, tell, get the drunk guy to leave the pub. The one that's trying to start a fight, or B, whoever's hitting people that day. B's back from Switzerland with a new fringe and a balayage. She got a European do, right? Well, yeah, she would have put it on um, Dry Toast's credit card. Oh, yeah. Could you imagine what a glorious holiday that would have been with Ali's, with Ali using someone else's money? <laughs> oh, it would have been so good. Yeah. Yeah, she's done like the greatest piece of detective work that we've ever seen anybody do on Ramsey Street. And she's managed to use her nouse and scowl through. Puffy's notes to find an abandoned Melbourne building that he and Rivers went and had a look at for their engineering degree and um, actually finds him there, hmm. which is astounding. And But he runs off. So she comes back again by herself. So she gets a, a, a message from River to come alone to the warehouse. So foolishly, she does. And when she gets there, he looks an absolute wreck. He's been beaten up. He's got a big old black eye. He's just kind of like lying slumped in the corner and i love that that's the headshot she used to show lacy like do you recognize this man and holds up the ipad with this beaten up guy and i'm like no one would recognize that man (laughs) and you'd be like is he alive (laughs) they'd be like no one would say yes because they'd be like she's asking me about a dead person (laughs) 
And then um, she calls an ambulance. And while she's doing that, he basically goes unconscious as well. So he's, he's in a really bad state. And in the meantime, back at the cannery, old mate Bent Cop has turned up. He's creating an alibi by um, chatting to Sheila and having an awkward conversation with Levi because he's blackmailing Levi now because he's found Levi's epilepsy drugs in his um, locker. And he's another great detective because he somehow figures out where a person keeps their daily medication in a th- like a four-bedroom house. And just can go and do the old switcheroo. Uh, this is where old D- Detective Kate came in here because I paused the screen when it showed the bottle of medication. And then I, it was pretty fuzzy, but I worked out what drug it was. Ooh. And it's actually like a beige circular pill. And he replaces it with what looks like Barocca. So, <laughs> or vitamin, vitamin B capsules or something like that. Yeah, I'd say vitamin B. Yeah. Yeah. Of course... He knew where he kept it. He keeps it in his backpack, like Shane kept his ice there. <laughs> I don't. I don't understand with Levi. If he knows he needs them at regular intervals during the day, why he just doesn't keep them in like a little wallet inside his shirt or a bum bag, if you will. Yeah. Well, he's um, but he's a cop though. He could he could just have it like in a little teeny tiny zipped up coin wallet in his top pocket. You know, like um, Cruel Intentions, how she keeps her cocaine in her necklace. He could have one like that. <laughs> That'd be way harder for Bent Cop to switch around. Yeah, it would be. What if he's like stuck out at a big traffic accident mm. for, you know, directing traffic for 12 hours or something? He'd go back and say, look, I've got to get my Asex bag because I've really got to change my socks. <laughs> so I'm going to go and take some antacids. <laughs> um, so he's held up because he has a seizure. Oh, yeah, awful. While Yashvi's on her own at the school trying to get to the bottom of who the who's been supplying the kids with the drugs now let's not forget she wore her uniform and she's suspended guys guys we have glossed over the fact that when rivers was taken to hospital bent cop turns up and he asks rivers who beat him up and he goes yashvi river i just need a name sarge maybe we should wait till he gets admitted do you know who attacked you she did this to me it was her Yes, I like that you're calling him Rivers because that's Scott Major's name from Heartbreak High. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. It'll do. <laughs> but yeah, so she's now um, suspended from duty because, you know, she's been accused of abusing this, this suspect. And it turns out that he has been tasered. So they confiscate her taser. And she wants to make sure that Levi delivers it to um, evidence because she's really concerned that Bent Cop is going to fire it off. Of course he's going to. He knows his stuff, doesn't he? And actually that's when Bent Cop busts Levi because he's trying to take it into evidence and he mm. intercepts him. And we, we found out a bit of information about tasers because we're not, we're not really all that cluey on them. Well, it's a bit surprising because there's been a lot of shit that I had to research in commercial radio for radio stunts and I'm surprised tasering didn't come up. Oh, that's right. I think I think one of my presenters wanted to use a taser and we weren't allowed to. I don't think they're legal aside from in use for law enforcement. I think we went with like a dog collar that zaps you. Nice. <laughs> oh, that sounds like a nice morning. <laughs> but yeah, so it turns out that tasers, they actually have to be reloaded with fresh cartridges. So they're basically single use. You got to you zap someone and then you've got to load in a new one. And so I guess... You just do that yourself, Yeah, but right? then you'd think that they would have an audit of how much, you know, ammunition cartridges there are and how many have been used. But she's at the high school talking to Lacey and then the Sarge rocks up 
and he chases Lacey down the corridor and Yashvi's trying to keep everything contained and then now we see, is it the final shot of the week where he's like holding everyone up? Suze is there and of course because Mackenzie's been doing the most important work of her life with the, um, the speech to camera. Oh my God, poor Suze. Imagine how triggered she is. Oh, twice in one year. Oh, my God. Keep me hostage once. Shame on you. Keep me hostage twice. Shame on me. I've got to, like, climb out this window again. She just pulls the rope out from the next to her desk and throws it down. Yeah. <laughs> like, she knows exactly how to do this, right? Holy moly. Is this the point where she retires? She's just like, no, there's too much, like, terrible shit has happened here. It's obviously haunted and I'd just like to collect my superannuation. She's got to. I'm ready for the Susan change in life. It's the Sue's change. Just go, just go. Like I think one of you said, just go be a celebrant. It'll be nice. And you plant Instagram and it'll be great. Yeah. So now I'm, it's been quite a few months since we have had a good old siege. Mm-hmm. So I'm pumped for next week. I was really excited that he went from bent to publicly shonky. Yeah. In like four seconds. I would have liked the bent storyline to last it a few, a few more months, to be honest, because I feel like there is room for a villain like Paul. You know, he does dodgy things and that's all right. Yeah, we still love him. Well, I do. Also, I just thought of a potential retirement job for Susan. Mm. Buddy Club. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. As much as we hate Buddy Club, we can find, we can staff it so easily. Yeah. It's a good business for someone to run. I should have called it by its official name, Bummy Club. Yeah, of course. Well, that, that was a thrill ride at the end of the high school. And look, thank God something put a stop to that election chat. Just because we were, we needed an out and then now we've got one. Tasers. I thought it was quite a dull week in Neighbours. And then I saw the promos for next week and I'm like, oh, they're saving all their energy for next week. We've got a siege. I'm loving this. And if this siege does not last until at least Wednesday, I'm going to be really disappointed. I just wondered actually how effective is a taser in holding people hostage? How scared should people be of them? It's single use. So once it's fired... Other people can just go, all right, I'm getting out of here. What the hell are you going to do, mate? (laughs) What effect would it even have on you? So our intel says that after the taser has finished its electricity current, you'll feel normal. So I assume that once you're being tased, you're shocked. But then during it, you'll have the ultimate public embarrassment when you pee your pants. You soil yourself. And Yashvi knows this probably. It's probably in the training that she excelled at. And so she's like, shit, I don't want to pee my pants. Not without Ned and his camera. We could make money out of that. (laughs) Do you reckon he's also got his gun as well? Yeah. Like that would make sense for for a siege. Yeah. It's weird that he's opting for the taser. Oh, well, no, but he, I mean, it's pretty hardcore. Like tasering is much more preferable to shooting someone, like in terms of poor old rivers. Okay. But also in terms of getting through this and not, being in jail for a really long time after. <laughs> oh, it's Aaron Sparrow. It'd be at least three months. Yeah. I mean, it's not like Toadie's going to represent him. Mm. Well, shall we do Citizen or Citizen? Yeah. I have one. Harlow. For? Citizen. Mm. Write your own speech. Don't make your boyfriend slip you a last-minute speech. Like, be in control of your voice and the words you're putting out into the world as an elected representative. Don't cheat off a speech. And shat me. Okay. Uh, look, I don't know whether, look, I'm going to say citizen to Hendrix because that is like one smooth move, mm. ripping off someone else's speech and it was a good speech. <laughs> Everyone thought it was a good speech. So why not? You're a shonk. And to be honest, if I had to choose between my boyfriend, cheeky old Hendrix or like sanctimonious bestie Mackenzie, it'd be Hendrix any day. Mm. Holier than thou, Mackenzie. Oh, 
Give her some edge. Neighbours, give her a bit of edge. And I'd, I'd just like to point out that I did not give Mackenzie Shittizen of the Week for the fourth time in a row. So, yes, there you go. Look, it's a bit of a worry. She's got the most interesting backstory of any, literally any character on the show. She shouldn't be this dull. She's, she's written like former father was. I think they're scared because um, Georgie Stone was involved in the pitching of the story. So it was an own voices story. She shared her experiences and they worked them in. But now I assume she's handed the reins back over to the team and there's no one, Yeah, I assume, there's no trans writers on staff. And like a few weeks ago when Mackenzie had her affirmation surgery, that was interesting, right? So when, yeah, yeah when we're... And, and Georgie know. was involved in that. Yeah, so, yeah, it's just the boring neighbour storylines. We don't really see her in it yet at the moment, I guess. I For Toadie, I just want Mackenzie and Yashvi to move out. Yeah. Give him some space in that house mm. and give them a young person's house to live in. I, I quite liked it when she when she was living on her own in that flat and freaking out. That was fun. <gasps> I imagine, get, go back there. Turn the electricity on again. Maybe um she could um, make friends with Harlow and Hendrix again and Hendrix would just pay all those bills. I reckon Ned's going to go broke with this stupid artist studio thing and why don't they just set it up into like like some dodgy little bed sits for the young folk? <laughs> so I'm going to go with Paul Drex <laughs> for Citizen. <laughs> I just didn't know who to love more in this episode. I'm going to go the anti of everything Vaya just said, and I love these two as her campaign managers. It was it was delightful for me. And that apron, if I could get one of them, I would like that. But wouldn't you have vote for Paul on it instead? Probably. <laughs> I think, but, like, if, if anyone from Wardrobe's listening and you've got that apron kicking around, you guys are never going to use it again. Pop it in the post Yeah, to Pirate Net Studios, DM me. Send it on over and we'll make CJ's day. Sometime before February, that's her birthday, let's make it happen. Let's give her the apron. Yeah. It can quarantine until then, really. Yeah. That's us. Uh, Patreon.com slash NeighboursPod if you want to help us get to 100. Yes. CJ, where are you hanging out? CJ the Hot Miss Mum on Instagram and TikTok. Kate. I'm at Remude on Twitter. I'm Vase on Instagram. And Daily Baby is my other podcast. We just hit 70 episodes. They're only like three minutes each, so you can, yeah. So you're going to catch up with Neighbours pretty soon. Yeah, it's really weird. <laughs> Happy Father's Day to the to all the Aussie dads, the Neighbubs dads, KB70's first one. Aww. And for anyone that has a hard time around these kind of holidays, yes, we're thinking of you. Yeah, come and hang out in the Neighbours Council on Facebook. We are your peeps and we'll chat to you guys next week. Bye. From whatever state Melbourne is in. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> Bye. 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 My anaconda don't. My anaconda don't.